Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hey folks, and welcome to the inaugural Agriculture Proud Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Goodman, coming at you from Helena, Montana, and I'm excited to have you tuning in. This is a new venture for me. You know, I've been writing for six years online about agriculture, ranching, feedlots, and just some of the hot topics that are happening with our food today, and I'm excited to finally bring it to an audio format where you can open your mobile app, download the audio file, and listen to it, whether you're heading down the road or you're in the tractor all day doing some farm work, and uh, we can have some great conversation here, and you can be sure to catch me online, and I hope that you'll catch me. Uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope as AgProudRyan. You can also find me on Facebook as I am Agriculture Proud, or as always, you can catch all of my content at AgricultureProud.com. You know, I'm really excited about this podcast and what we've got planned and, and some of the things that I have coming up right soon. Uh, we've got some great interviews with some farmers and ranchers from across the country. I want to learn why they're proud to be a part of agriculture and, and why they're passionate about what they do. And also get some of their perspective on some of these hot topics and what they think about it, uh, being in the field, being in the pasture, and, and what their perspective is on, on some of these things that we're talking about today. And then we'll also be talking about one of my f- favorite things, uh, running and the team beef program from the beef council and and how athletes runners bikers from across the country are participating in this program and using it as an opportunity to to convey the message and and explain how beef is part of a healthy diet for them and and connecting with different athletes from from around the world so pretty excited about that and i hope you'll tune in and please let me know if uh, you have anybody in particular that you'd like to hear from And today I'm going to kick things off with a great interview from the archives of when I was working with the Montana Stock Growers Association. I sat down and talked with Janice Person from Monsanto. You may know her better as JP Loves Cotton. Uh, Now this interview was in October, but I think it's just as important today as it was then. And we're going to be talking about genetically modified organisms or GMOs. And Janice is a great person to do this. She's the online engagement uh, director for Monsanto and she works with consumers all the time talking about important topics in the industry and and clearing up some misperceptions that may happen there and and actually getting our customers in touch with what are GM crops and uh, how do they look in the field. So Janice has some great experience to share there. I caught up with her and when we talked a little bit about GMO resources, where can we learn about some of these things and help to have better conversations with consumers about the technologies and practices in agriculture and how we can learn a little bit about different aspects of our industry. I know I always love to learn about different farm practices and different crops because uh, I'm my experience is in cattle, but I don't know a whole lot about corn. So to get to talk to a corn farmer or a strawberry farmer is a pretty neat opportunity. And then I also caught up with Janice. We talked a little bit about how do we address controversial topics. Uh, you know, these conversations often get heated and, and riled up. And so how do we make them productive? How do we talk about controversial hot topics and, and make it a productive conversation for both sides? And then we're going to talk a little bit about sugar beets, which is a big crop here in Montana and Wyoming in this region of the country, and how biotechnology has really helped these farmers to do a better job to take care of their environments and and really help to save their farms and ranches for the next generation coming down the line. Let us know if you have any questions uh, and catch us online at Ag Proud Ryan or JP Loves Cotton. And, and stay tuned afterwards as we'll catch some highlights from the conversation. All right, and I'm here with Janice Person of Monsanto, a, uh, a good friend that I've known for many years, and uh, she's the online engagement representative for Monsanto. Does a lot of 
a lot of community engagement, not only with farmers uh, across the country, but also with consumers of our products as well. So thanks for joining us this week, Janice. Oh, I love being here. Montana is becoming one of my favorite states, slowly, but surely. For sure, for sure. Well, we invited you here for the Young Ag Leadership Conference and got a little cooler weather in here for you. I know a southerner from, uh, from the Memphis and St. Louis areas really appreciates that. It was beautiful weather. I, I like Montana this time of year. There you go. So we had you in this week uh, talking to some of our uh, young ag leaders and, and talking about a little bit about genetically modified organisms yep. and some of the conversations uh, that are going about that. And, and you and, and Darren Williams from National Cattlemen's Beef Association uh, did a good workshop on trying to uh, address some of these controversial issues and how we approach those subjects. And I thought you had some really good take-home points in that conversation. Oh, thanks. Um, I guess a lot of people would say if you work online for Monsanto, you've probably learned to tackle some really tough conversations at times. I think, um, I think what ends up happening for a lot of us, and I know it certainly was a big problem for me in the past, is when you'd see something that just seems crazy to us, right? Um, shared by somebody if you don't if you know the person you should give them the benefit of the doubt unless you know they're crazy I guess um, but sometimes we just need to sit back and listen and ask a few questions and try and understand what's really going on with people instead of trying to give them the accurate information on the front end because they're sharing it because they had something there really struck them and we're not always sure what it is that struck them so much so when we start giving them answers, we may not be even helping them think through the part that bothered them the most. And so then we just seem like somebody who's going in with an agenda instead of trying to really help the conversation. So we talked a lot about listening first and then asking some questions and then engaging in the conversation. And for a lot of our, our ranchers here in the state, we don't raise a lot of GM crops. Right. You know, we, so we don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of first-hand exposure versus like a corn or a soybean or a sugar beet farmer mm -hmm. with those technologies. Um, how, can we, how can we find a little bit more information about, about some of the GM crops that are out there and some of the information that we might hear and, and want to learn a little bit about the biotechnology and, and how it's helping farmers? Yeah, I think some of these things that bring various commodities in a state together are really a fantastic way to learn that. So I'd encourage people to get to know other people in the state. I ran, I, I ran around, I saw some corn, I saw some sugar beets and stuff. But I think if you look online and you're really interested in understanding things, there's a few websites that probably stand out. One is GMO Answers. It's something that the entire industry put together, so we have a lot of experts from various places that weigh in. Sometimes they're an expert from Monsanto, sometimes they're an expert from the university system, so you can get a variety of opinions. You can go there and you can search for a keyword about something you've heard about GMOs, or there's a whole section on Explore the Basics that just gives you the really good basic information that you can share and it's all written so that it could be for consumers and and people that maybe aren't living in agriculture every day which is frequently a hard thing for us to step back a little bit the other thing i'd recommend is there's a website uh, we have at monsanto discover.monsanto.com and that's where all the kinds of questions about monsanto and glyphosate you know roundup and um, our look at GMOs. So a lot of times it's employees like me that get to answer those. Sometimes they're on video and stuff, but we're just trying to answer people's questions. And just checking out that website and searching by keywords and stuff, I find myself learning a lot, so I, I think maybe it'd be a good resource too. Yeah, there's always some interesting conversations and questions that are raised up on that GMO Answers website. Yeah. Um, and it's really neat to see some, some university professionals and, and some industry 
um, you know, and academic types engaging in this conversation and, and really helping people learn more about the topics. Yeah, when you think about it, GMOs, it's um, a lot of people think GMOs equal Monsanto or Monsanto equals GMOs, and it's really not the case at all. I mean, we may have been out there first uh, with some products, but there's a lot of products that have been developed. Farmers have actually led some of those developments themselves. I, I know that the citrus industry in Florida has been really avid in getting some things started, and apples up in uh, the other side of the border um, has led some things too. So. Um, I think it's hard for people outside of agriculture to understand that sometimes, but GMO Answers brings all that together. So it's not just one perspective. And a lot of times it's a farmer who's using the crop and they get to answer from their perspective. And, and that's kind of neat. So if you're a rancher and you may not have that firsthand perspective, and maybe one more way that you can get a firsthand description from somebody else and you can relay it secondhand. Yeah, you mentioned farmers and, and being excited to share this information. Um, we opened the, the conference this week by visiting Diamond X Farms in Huntley and, and growing sugar beets and the family there was very excited to show a lot of our participants who had never been exposed to sugar beets and, and they're getting close to harvest and they were very excited to talk about how that how biotechnology has helped them as a family farming operation to, to do their jobs better and with fewer resources and, and they were pretty excited about about the, what the technology delivered to them. Yeah, you really make me regret missing that tour. <laughs> I really wish I'd seen them. Um, first off, I always love to see what customers have going on. So, you know, a customer of our, our company, always a great resource for me to learn from. Um, sugar beets is a crop I hadn't really even seen in the field until I was driving around Montana. and. Um, I think when you ask a sugar beet farmer, sugar beet farmers don't necessarily have huge resources. You think corn, there's millions and millions of acres and there's lots of companies that are really actively engaged. Sugar beets is a more limited area and so the industry actually came together to say we really want this technology. This would be really critical for our customers. This, uh, farmers in our group want this so bad and they really advocated for it and they really pushed for it and they really really did some amazing things in terms of wanting to invest in it and sugar still doing a lot to invest in it. I met last week I met a, a sugar farmer from here in Montana Rhonda Steiger who's down uh, just south of here a little bit and um, and she and a bunch of her colleagues from around the US who grow sugar beets were all coming in asking how do we how do we help this conversation with consumers what do I need to help people People understand about our farms. I think far more sugar farmers are beginning to get out there, just like the just like the cattlemen have been doing about beef and stuff for a while. Yeah, it was, def it was definitely exciting to see some of that. And, and, and sugar beets are, are such a big, important crop here in Montana and Wyoming, in this region of the country. And and it's a perishable crop. You know, they have specific times and specific temperatures when they need to do that. And they took a big loss with a warm winter last year. Lost a lot of beets sitting in the piles. So anything that helps them to get a larger crop. Uh, with their resources and, and being able to do that uh, more effectively as, as family family farms is, is pretty exciting. No, I agree. I really hate I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, there's another chance for you to come back to Montana next time, right? I'd love it. <laughs> there you go. So we certainly appreciate it, Janice, and glad to see you here this week, and we, we hope that you'll come back and enjoy Big Sky Country when you get the opportunity, and, and maybe we'll get you out on a few cattle ranches next time. You know, I would love to see some cattle ranches. Um, I've had a few people here offer that to me. I just, a little hard scheduling sometimes, but I need to make that a big, 
a big push. And then I need to get to Glacier, too, because everybody I know who loves Montana loves Glacier, especially. So. There you go. Well, tell us a little bit about where we can find you online, because you are very active in our social media circles and a yeah. big influencer. Thanks. And <laughs> uh, pretty passionate about cotton for folks who have not not found it exactly yet. that it's going to take a lot of climate change before cotton gets grown in montana but um i'm at jp loves cotton on almost everything so twitter instagram uh things along that line and i have a blog that's just janisperson.com but you can also use jplovescotton.com and you'll still find the same place so um and then again for monsanto it's discover.monsanto.com all right well thank you janice we appreciate it thanks a lot Well, hey, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Janice, and I know that I learned quite a bit every time I talked to her, and and I hope that you caught some of those resources that she shared. The first one was GMOanswers.com, and that's where experts get on there and they share their experience about your questions about GMOs and biotechnology and its role in the industry, and that includes a lot of farmers out there who are hands-on in the field and see direct results of of the effect of that, those crops and those traits and that science uh, on our industry. And then the other one was discover.monsanto.com, and that's where Monsanto is being transparent about their business practices, answering your questions uh, from employees all across their business. And I hope that you check that out and give it a look. Then we talked about sugar beet farming and how that's such a big part of the of the region's industry, but also how the industry led the investment into the discovery of GM traits to help its farmers uh, not only be more efficient or more uh, better stewards of their land, but also to help make sure that their farms carry on uh, with their families to the next generation. And then I hope that you catch up with Janice, uh, JanicePerson.com and JP Loves Cotton, and learn a little bit about her favorite crop, cotton. Uh, this lady's passionate about it. Let me tell you, I grew up in northeast Arkansas in kind of the southern cotton belt, and uh, I grew up around it, but I've learned a lot from this gal. Uh, she's really passionate about it. She shares some great videos, and she shares some great posts on different stages of the cotton crop and the farmers behind it. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope that you'll catch up with me on Twitter as AgProudRyan and let me know what you thought. And I hope that you go to agricultureproud.com and click subscribe up the top so that you can get my weekly email uh, with updates and top stories and agriculture headlines uh, for the week. And you can get a notification of future podcasts. Well, until then, I am Ryan Goodman, and I hope that you are agriculture proud. Mm-hmm.